Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Buker and Friends podcast, co-starring 10-year NFL veteran and Super Bowl champion, Will Blackman. Manning from the end zone, he throws, and it's a first away, it is picked off by Will Blackman, the former Giant. Tim Dwight watches it hit, bounces, picks it up at the 10, slips a defender, fumbles the football, it's up for grabs, it's covered in the end zone by Will Blackman for a Green Bay touchdown! And now, here is your host. Let's send it over to Rick Buecher. Rick Buecher. Welcome to a Super Bowl edition of Buecher and Blackman, subsidiary of Buecher and Friends, part of the United We Cast Network. I'm Rick Buecher. You can see me on FS1. You can read me on Bleacher Report. You can hear me on Radio.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Rick Buecher and on Instagram at Rick underscore Buecher. He is Super Bowl champ Will Blackman, NFL vet. You can see him on FS1 as well. You can hear him on Fox Radio. And you can follow him uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Will Blackman. And you can also get on his VIP wine list, his subscription wine list. And it's all the talk. It's all the rage from what I'm hearing (laughs) among wine people. Uh, Check out NFL Wine Guy. That is Will. So... Uh, the, the shock of shocks, I have an annual Super Bowl party, Will, and everybody was happy that this was a much more entertaining game and halftime than what we saw last year. You, however, were not as entertained as you expected to be. But that's my own doing. That was me. I, I literally was expecting, you know launches yeah i thought i was expecting a high scoring game so so the over under was 54 points and most Mm -hmm. people thought wow with the way the 49ers defense is and the chiefs defense the way it's been playing that it would be hard to get to that so were you expecting a lot of points or were you just expecting a lot of highlight plays a lot of back and forth maybe not necessarily always ending up in a lot of points and touchdowns but that there was going to be a little more offensive drama. Yeah, I was expecting a little more, but uh, you know, just I understood. I understood watching the game that these two teams, not to sound obvious, but desperately wanted to win, so they were a little conservative and were being smart. It was like, mm-hmm. hey, we're not gonna. We know if the other team gets the advantage, then it's going to be tough, especially if Kansas City, you know, is rolling. Then that's it's going to be hard to go touchdown for touchdown with them even though they've done it before this is the Niners they've done it before with the 
against the Saints, but this is this is a different beast here. So I was expecting a lot more. Um, over overall, yes, I th- I thought it was a good Super Bowl. The game, the teams, the energy, the entire week, the halftime show, like everything was cool. Everything was good. I yeah. just I was expecting just a lot more from uh, just both both sides of the ball. The week seemed very muted, and right, I would attribute that to Kobe Bryant. Totally, to the loss nope. of Kobe yeah. Bryant that overshadowed It was, it was hard. It was right? hard. It was hard to to uh, get up the next day and and go and do your job and talk sports and be excited for the game when when something that drastic happened. Do you think? I mean, we think of you know, we saw we obviously we saw the basketball universe impacted by it, and I do want to talk a little bit about the first game that the Lakers played against the Blazers and everything that that happened with that. I, I don't want to make this just about the Super Bowl and we're not going to just make it about the game because there's something, there was another event, another incident that you were very hyped about that we do have to get to, which is Tom Brady's commercial. But all that said, you were talking about that conservative approach and a lot of people are pointing to the approach of the 49ers at the end of the first half that they did not burn all their timeouts attempting to put points on the board. Uh, They still had, I think, two left in their pocket. Kyle Shanahan did. And Jimmy Garoppolo ended up taking a knee with about six seconds left just to run the clock out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like there was No one was being aggressive that game. Now, there were two times where um, Jimmy Garoppolo did have a long throw. He had a long uh, completion to... Uh, Kittles, but it was called offensive pass interference, and then he missed Emmanuel Sanders, who was wide open over the middle. Right. Was there? There was a. So I was in a. Obviously, I live in the Bay Area. So I had uh, at my party. I had a very pro Forty ers crowd. Of course, you did. I was pulling <laughs> for the Chiefs because I grew up as a Raiders fan, and I've just never really felt the 49ers and Andy Reid, Kansas City Chiefs, Midwestern boy, that being me, born and raised well, just, in the Midwest. Just for Andy Reid though. I feel like the whole football world was hoping like if the Niners won cool, but if like Andy Reid really deserved this one. Yeah. Well, and I feel like Mahomes and this Chiefs team I, I can't say they deserved it more than the 49ers. I thought the 49ers overall had the most talent. Am I, am I wrong on that? Basically, and, and this is a yes, way oversimplification. You are. I thought are the wrong. 49ers had the most talent. I thought Patrick Holmes could be the X factor that would negate the advantage that they had. Maybe, maybe him. Um, I don't know. I, I, you know you are, I say yes. You are wrong. Okay. Well, uh, what? Where? It, it, okay. So were the Chiefs the more talented team, or was it just yeah, so close? Yeah, Chiefs were. They were. They, were, they were a more talented team and the better and they had the better coach. I mean, quarterback for quarterback. I mean, Mahomes obviously is clear cut right. winner there. Right. Uh, running back overall. I mean, I like Damian Williams better than uh, Mozart. I like him better than Breida, and I like him better than uh, Coleman. Damian, they got a steal. I think they signed him for a really cheap deal this offseason. And then Kelsey and Kittle, neck and neck. Yeah. You know, in terms of, of who you want, most of right now. 
right now people say Kelsey's the guy. Yeah. Even though, and Kittle know. wasn't I don't think he was hundred percent. So right. speaking of which, you, yeah. That that particular play, did you think it was offensive pass interference? Because that was a huge I mean, that was a monstrous play. If they It was a monstrous play. But they the referees they they watch tape, they have meetings and they go into a game knowing the emphasis and the the biggest thing that happened this postseason is the the non call from uh the, uh, Kyle Rudolph when he pushed off with the game winner. Right, right. Like that was that was obvious, clear as day, and people were really livid about that versus the Saints. And so, ironically, this is the same staff that that, make, that didn't that make that call. call. Yeah, they didn't make the call versus the Saints right. and the Rams. Right, right. Um, so I'm sure that was emphasized when that happened. And so if there is anything. I'm sure in the meeting they were like, if you see any kind of like the head go back, right. the Paul Pierce, the Paul Pierce head go back, <laughs> right? Then throw it, and it was, you know, he stiff armed him. He stiff. I mean, yeah. he he held he, him he off held to be able to first. make that catch. He held them off first, and then he pushed them the second time. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, it, it wasn't my 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 guests weren't happy, but I was I was the guy over in the corner going, that was a good call. <laughs> nobody, nobody was, nobody was verbally agreeing with me, but they also weren't protesting loudly. So, uh, yeah, the 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 other play that struck me was, well, in general, was the fact that the 49ers, once they had the lead, once they went up 2010, uh, they still ran a very balanced offense. They pat they threw the ball a lot more than maybe I would have expected. I would have expected them to try to bleed the clock, and they didn't. And I wonder, do you were you okay with their play calling as you watched the game, or are you thinking Mostert averaged almost five yards a carry? Uh, Samuel had only a couple carries, but gained big yardage. Did did they miss an opportunity of not keeping the ball out of Casey's hands? No, and it's funny you say that because I just saw a quote from Tyron Matthew, Honey Badger, and he was saying, uh, this, this is not exact quote, but he was kind of happy that they stopped running the ball. He was a little re- he's relieved that they started throwing the ball more. I would think so because most are. I mean, their their run game was a handful. They they. They physically beat you up. Even their their backs seem to physically beat people. Like just <laughs> they're they're dishing out as much contact as they're as they're taking. Right. Uh, yeah. It's it's it felt as if Kyle and and this is you know look obviously the teams are very close a lot on the line. It felt as if Kyle's inexperience got exposed. There was just. Just a couple decisions that I thought you need to be aggressive in this situation, and he wasn't. Or you need to, I don't know, play with a certain degree of confidence. I keep going back to Bill O'Brien and the mixed when the the Texans lost, where I'm gonna go for it. Oh, now I'm gonna kick the field goal. Uh, now I'm gonna go for it. like that. Those dis- those decisions. Did you feel like he was trying not to mess it up, Kyle? Yes. 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 It was almost like, yes. Like, let me just let me just go by the book so that, and I don't say that this was his thinking was, so that I can't be held accountable for some 
dramatic decision I made. Let me just play it safe. And instead of doing something inspired, which, which would have been like going for it at the end of the second, get up, go into the, go into halftime leading 13, 10. And and I'm sure a lot of people are going to say, well, they still took the lead. They still went up 2010 after that. It was 10, 10 at halftime. But I, I, and you tell, you'd have a better sense of this than me. Does the team get something from the coach's attitude and how he approaches the game? If he's aggressive, does that inherently make you play more aggressive within the scheme? Or or am I making too much of that? Yeah, because you, you know, you'll just know based off the energy, you know, basically what time it is. Like, if you know your coach is like, hey, like, go for it, just go for it, then then you feel that. Yeah. Uh, during a post-game interview with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, you know, after he threw his second pick, he said that he went to the sideline. And Andy Reid was like, just keep firing away. Just keep throwing it. Yeah. Don't even worry about it. Just keep firing away. I did, I did not think Mahomes was particularly sharp. I thought the best work that he did was to only be sacked, what, three times? Right. Like, he, he was under duress a lot, but his... There were just some throws that were, I, I felt uncharacteristically off and, and setting a very high bar because I thought he was good, but it feels like he's special. Like he throws guys open or if they're open, he doesn't miss the throw. And there was a couple times where I thought ah, that, that, that throw was either late or behind or low or whatever it might be. Uh, it's, it's obviously, he made enough plays to, to win the game and he was big down the stretch, but I just... It, it felt it didn't feel like one of the best Patrick Mahomes performances that I've seen. Yeah, I, I can I would agree. You know, he what was about was about fifty percent today, mm-hmm. almost well twenty six out of forty two, um, a little over two hundred eighty six yards, two TDs, and two picks. That was his his only two interception game all year. Right. And I didn't think he played particularly well. I, right after this, the game ended, I was like, "Oh, Damian Williams is the MVP, no question about it." Right. Like he was the he was the consistent yes uh, player the entire time. I'm and with that's, you. Yeah, that, that's who I thought was was the MVP. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing mint mobile unlimited premium wireless ready to get 30 30 ready to get 30 ready to get 20 20 20 ready to get 20 20 ready to get 15 15 15 15 just 15 bucks a month so give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com is there any when it comes to the players is there, and whatever it might be, it's not necessarily MVP Super Bowl, but just all of the attention. Is there ever any, any feeling like he's getting that attention because he's the quarterback? Of course. Not, not because he was the most instrumental piece in the win, but because he was the quarterback. No, there's, there's, there's no question about it. Um, that, <laughs> it's funny because somebody, somebody tweeted at me how the Super Bowl, when they came back and beat Atlanta, James White should have been the MVP. However, they give to Tom Brady. 
Right. James White went off that game. And it was like, they're not going to give it to Damian Williams because if they didn't give it to James White, he's not, Damian's not getting the, the MVP. And sure, that's exactly what happened. So they might as well just say, hey, if you're the quarterback, you're going to get it unless you have some astronomical numbers like Julian Edelman did last year. Oh, man. All right. Dude, so, by the way, I, yeah. I, you know me. I, I go to um, Shauna's mother's house uh, mm-hmm. every Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I literally ate for like three hours straight. <laughs> and what were you eating? That's the most important thing. Yeah, so uh, she was her, trying to rush us to get there because she had like, like kind of appetizers ready at noon. Okay. So she went out and got Wingstop, okay? Okay. All good. Ate the wing stop. Yeah. Had some had some champagne with the wing stop. Nice. And <laughs> yeah, and yeah, no. And then um, not not typical, not typical fare, not a typical combination. But hey, but it, no, it is like yeah. actually fried what? chicken and champagne is one of the greatest pairings of all time. Okay, fried chicken wings is a little is a little different. Wings is fried. I get that, but you know what I'm saying. There's a different. Anyhow. There's a difference between Anyhow. wings. And fried chicken. And even that with champagne, I kind of get it. Wings are fried chicken, some with sauce and some without sauce. Well, and the sauce makes a big difference. It does. When it comes to your palate. It does. Anyhow. I, I can't believe we're having this argument, but okay. It's not an argument. This is a, a debate. Just, conversation. It's not even a debate. It's exactly. Yeah. It's a com- spirited, discussion. Spirited so conversation. That, <laughs> and then um, made grilled hot dogs. So I made a chili dog. I haven't had a chili dog in forever. So I had one of those, and then she made this big, giant uh, thing of steak nachos. Oh wow! And, oh yeah, and so really? I ate the yeah, I ate the steak nachos, and oh, I just so kept you... going back to the wings, and then the nachos, and the wings, <laughs> and then I had more champagne, and then I had she had some Cantina uh, Malbec, and I had some of that, which was outstanding, 2017, and I just kept going back and forth, back and forth, and next thing you know, I'm like struggling. So what what was the body that you were working on? What did you call it? TV body. TV body. Yeah. Uh, okay. However, is this is this part of that regimen? No, this was like you know this is this Super was a Bowl. Cheat day? Me, I'm gonna this was Sunday. I'm gonna end it right. Okay. So I actually went to my chiropractor and I did do a scan because I was like, man, I'm trying to. It's funny. I was like, I want to lose weight, probably around 10, 12 pounds, get back to like where I was when I was playing, kind of. Okay. And he looked at me. He said. Why are you trying to lose weight? Are you trying to model? <laughs> I was like, wow. He, and and he, he, that's, his, that's his personality. He messes with me a lot. Yeah. And you said, well, like, oh. I, I'm trying to catch up with my son because he is modeling. I, I, yeah. I just so want yes. you know, I said, I told him the same thing, TV body. I just want to be right. And he goes, you look fine. He said, actually, more body fat is good for you now because you can, you know, your body can heal after playing football your whole life. I'm like, man, I don't. So I wait, did what? a body scan. Wait, what? Wait, wait, wait. Like fat a, helps you heal faster? Yeah. What's, what's a little that? little more. To have a little more body fat is is good for healing, also really good for your immune system. It's almost like armor in a sense, okay. so you're not so depleted. So there's some people, there's some people out there listening right now, they're gonna run with that. Some, I, that's <laughs> why I said. Let me take my body scan. So I went and uh, I I'm weighing 221 right now. Okay. And you are how tall? Six one. Okay. Six one two twenty one. I played at 208 by the way. Okay. Um, but I'm I'm 12% body fat. I'm not mad at that. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. I'm not mad at that. That's still that's still pretty damn fit. What was your body fat when you played? 
Uh, about seven, seven, eight. Yeah. Huh. That's not bad. I was no, like, that's oh. that's very good. That's yeah. very good. Soccer player, mine. I think mine was six. And I'm not just saying that because it's one percent better than yours. It's that's. I just remember that. I got down to three percent once. That was that was not that was too that was too low. Um, all right. The one other I I I was as I said I was hosting a party. By the way, we had a friend of mine um, grew up in Beaumont, Texas. Brought seven pounds of brisket. That was off the chain. We had we had a number of people contribute to the the fair, and it was impressive. My guests turned it out my wife did the her usual job but uh some people brought uh, to assist and it was it was fantastic so i i was hosting this party trying to watch as much of the game as i could stay on top of it but the play the third and 15 and i, I kind of said this in the second half was like they were when they got stuck in that third and 15 it was about seven a little over seven minutes left and my feeling was okay this is when the Mahomes magic happens or it doesn't. And sure enough, they're on their own 35 and he connects on a 44-yard play with pass play with Tyreek Hill, who just kind of uh you can tell me what the name of the route was, but ends up on the left side of the field circled by 49ers defenders, but nobody going nobody close enough to to challenge him. And Mahomes just kind of floated it up there. I mean, it wasn't actually a th- well-thrown ball. But it was a perfect float. But it was a perfect float. Dropped it right into the space. But I, it seemed as if they had done such a good job of not letting Tyreek get over the top. They were do- Obviously, they were playing really deep to not allow that to happen, to keep everything in front of them. But also, I just I, I never felt like he really gutted them until that play. Right. So, tell me from a defensive backs viewpoint, what happened? Why Why did that happen on third and fifteen? Yeah, they they were actually um, there were a couple of situations. You know, Sammy Watkins was always available when when they needed to play. That's true. And I just felt like that side of the ball was not as disciplined as they needed to to be. Hmm. But that's the one thing of Mahomes. You look at these numbers and you're like, damn, he didn't, you know, he 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 played okay, but not to his standards. But you know who else has numbers like this sometimes? Is Russell Wilson. Right. And but the key thing is they make the plays when they need to. Right. And every time there was like, you know, it was a star moment, you look like something was not going to happen. Boom, he just made a play. It's like, yeah, he threw two picks, but guess what? That's because he's he's trying to win. Like he's going for it. They weren't it wasn't the Jimmy G guy hit and just chucked it up in the air. It was, you know, one of those one of those passes where I trust my arm and I'm gonna try to get it there. Terry Bradshaw on the pregame show was saying that they can they compare him in that realm of like Favre and Elway and yeah. Marino and you know, Bradshaw was like, Yeah, but those guys can also get themselves into trouble because they know they can throw the ball anywhere. The other part of it is that he was able to keep plays alive with his legs. And I felt as if the 49ers were not as... And obviously, over the course of the season, they they were 
they struggled the most with mobile quarterbacks. But that the dynamics of their defense changed once a guy was able to escape that pressure in the pocket. And that's when they were at their most vulnerable. I feel like that was the real difference with Mahomes is that when he extended plays, there always seemed to be somebody open able to get them the yardage they needed on that particular play. And I mean like wide open. It was almost like the 49ers went from this concise defense to, oh, we're going to roll out or we're going to scramble. And now suddenly, what is it about them that left them that way? Like where, where, where was the weakness that that exposed? The weakness in San Fran? Yes. That- well, I mean, they, they were going to play a lot of zone because man, man for man, they can't keep up. That's, yeah. That was that's, a, that's just a known fact, yeah. and you've seen it on the one play, you know, where Sherman missed the missed the jam, yeah. and Sammy Watkins just took off, right? And that's the, and that's the biggest thing. So they definitely did a good job in terms of netting the field and trying to let their pass rush get there in time, right? And hopefully it's long enough where no one gets open. But, but it was once, long enough, right? It was long enough where Mahomes can find somebody. So once once that pressure did not shut him down, now they're going to be pockets for receivers to drop into, and all he has to do is find them. Yeah, because guess what? Now these got now the pass rushers are tired. Right. right. They're tired chasing this guy around for five six seconds. Right. Well, but even I got to say, you know, they the pocket held up fairly well in a lot of situations. It might have been cramped. There might have been a lot of activity, but I thought the Chiefs. Uh, offensive line did a a pretty remarkable job overall, considering who they were playing against. Right, I agree. Uh, by the by, the way, there yeah. is um, <laughs> Troy Aikman is getting lit up right now. Because what? Because the um, I saw this earlier today. Because the athletic the athletic Kansas City said, in case you missed it, this is 18 weeks ago. Patrick Mahomes has thrown 36% of Troy Aikman's career touchdowns in about 8% of his games. And so Troy Aikman responded. This is the beginning of the year. He responded, in case you missed it, talk to me when he has 33% of my Super Bowl titles. Guess what? Oh! Oh! Guess who has 33% of your Super Bowl titles? Indeed. Indeed. Oh, oh he's getting cooked right now yeah. oh one guy said rent's due troy <laughs> he he said yeah he set himself up that's on but that was so long it was september you know but still it's like hey man people don't forget people don't forget they they do not the the, the memory on social media is very very long they got Trust receipts me. out there man they got receipts a hundred percent by the way, so we talked a lot about, and, and I'm going to actually do this. I, You ate a lot today. I ate a lot today. But I'm going to get a workout in before I shut it down. And you know what I'm going to get a workout in? I'm going to get a workout in on my spin bike at home. And I can because I have an app called CycleCast. C-Y-C-L-E-C-A-S-T. And if you get a chance, look it up now while you listen to the rest of the podcast. Uh, if you're tired of making new playlist or you're looking for someone to keep you motivated with new routines this is the beauty of going on there is that i know that someone's going to take me through 45 minutes and i'm going to go to bed feeling good uh they provide studio quality classes for both indoor cycling and running workouts and you can use the app on your ios or android phone it takes up minimal battery and data and it gives you an array of instructors all of them 
providing their own unique ride plans synchronized with songs and beats that will make you forget you're working your butt off. Well, almost make you forget. Now, the monthly subscription is ridiculously low. I'm not even going to give it to you because it's like literally pennies on the dollar for every time you use it. But right now, you don't have to spend a dime. If you download the CycleCast app and use the promotional code BUCHER, B-U-C-H-E-R, you'll get four free additional weeks on top of your free seven-day trial. That's CycleCast, C-Y-C-L-E-C-A-S-T. And don't forget to use the promotional code BUCHER, B-U-C-H-E-R, to get five free weeks of guided workouts with killer soundtracks. CycleCast, you're going to love where this app takes you. All right, Tom Brady. Hold on, man. You didn't even see what I had in my hand. I didn't see what you had. Oh! You got some cycling shoes. It got serious. Nice. Nice. It got serious. So I know you, you, it looks like from the photos that I've seen, the Instagrams I've seen, uh, photos of you, that you have a Kaiser bike like I do. Is that correct? I didn't know you had one, but yes, I have one. Yes. I, I think it's one of the best bikes out there. I know they're. I love the pneumatic. Yeah. Um, but you got the like you got the shoes. I got the toe clips, but I don't have the clip-in shoes. Man, you did get serious. Now, what inspired you to get serious? Well, I had this. I had my bike for a while, and right. I wanted some legit clip-in. So yep. I had I had these for a little while. I actually have my mountain bike ones here too because I go with my neighbor sometimes and mountain bike. So they're cool. Uh, I got to get the three pong three uh, three uh, hole for my CD shoes. My Romania shoes. Well, if you ever, if you, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't like. I can't run as much as I. I like running, yeah. but I got tons of arthritis everywhere, dude. I, I just, I just look like this. But uh, <laughs> oh my in, god, deep oh, inside, here dude. We, here we go. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know? I'm listen. I'm laying on the. I'm laying on the floor, and my daughter, she sees a, a scar in my hip. Yeah, and she was like, "Daddy, what's that scar for?" I said, "Because when da- when Daddy broke his foot, they took some bone marrow out of my hip and put it in my foot." She thought it was the weirdest thing. Wow. she's five. She's five. Yeah. So, it's gonna yeah, it's gonna learn a lot about physiology and biology and anatomy and all that stuff, knowing what her dad went through playing the NFL. That's what I you know funny just as an aside before we get on to to Tom Brady and his uh, his commercial. Uh, w- one of the prop bet questions i did prop bet sheets and one of the questions was will they mention that raheem moster uh is a surfer and they did but (laughs) a friend of mine told me did you know that they added surfing to the uh uh, the activities that he's not allowed to participate in there's usually a standard contract out there you know hang gliding uh, I don't know uh, a bunch of different things where you're 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 not allowed to to do skiing, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I didn't know surfing was on the list, and I don't know if that's specifically for Raheem, but I I, I do have to laugh a little bit. Like you play football, okay? You play football in the NFL, as if any other sporting activity could possibly be as dangerous or physically threatening as as playing football it seems a little crazy to me no that's how i feel about it don't surf don't snowboard don't ski 
I skateboard, so I shouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, so, that. so you, got, you, you have no room to talk. I shouldn't have, I know. My my wife, she bought me a skateboard that goes about 25 miles an hour. Oh, wait a minute. You got the electric? I got an electric one, yeah. The electric skateboard. Is it the single wheel? No, it's the a big regular, wheel in the middle. It's a, it's a long, it's a long board. Oh, it's a long board. Okay, electric long board with yeah. the and you and you got the, uh, got the accelerator in your in your hand. Gone. Nice. Very Danger nice. zone. Oh, bet I bet I bet. All right, Tom Brady and his commercial. So he sends out a cryptic tweet. Just him walking. They didn't know if he was walking to the uh, the field or leaving the field in the stadium it was a black and white photo so everyone's like oh here we go yeah. then i remember shannon shot went off saying like you're selfish this is not about you da, 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 da. and then you know how are you going to re- announce your retirement this down the third and actually i want to give credit to skip ba- skip bayless he actually called it unless he knew and got some inside you know information he was like this is probably some advertisement for the super bowl you know da, 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 da. which is very it's very possible that he had insight like somebody tipped him off. Why right, his agent? Uh yeah, or just somebody in the business because that's the one thing I will say about the guys that I work with at FS1, whether it's Colin or it's Skip, obviously Shannon with his connections, Jason Whitlock, same thing, Marcellus Wiley, even the non-pro athlete with they have their connections and they do their homework. So when they say things, it's informed by what they've been told. Now, we don't, uh, me included, we're not always right. The people giving us information aren't always accurate, but we are giving you informed opinions based on, in many cases, what we're hearing from people in the league. So I don't know if that was the case with Skip, but I'm just saying I've learned from the guys that I'm, you know, now, now working with the FS1 on a regular basis, like they're, they're on the phone, they're texting, they're they're going out to dinner, they are they are talking to people in the business. So end up being a commercial saying, you know, I'm not done, blah blah blah. blah. Right. Here's Hulu. It was a Hulu commercial. Right, right. However, people really started getting the detail, like, oh, you know. It's in the commercials in black and white because there's rumors that the Raiders might be interested because he had a conversation, you know, with Mark Davis. I'm like, oh my gosh, relax. What about what about the rumor that he was going to Tennessee because supposedly the Bradys were looking at the school systems in the Nashville area? Now, which is really weird because I think it was it's it's the rumor has since been knocked down, but. That's how the LeBron stuff to LA started. Or there was one of the early confirmations is that they were looking at schools in LA. They were looking at Sierra Canyon. That to me always, you know, whether it's buying a house in outside of a, you know, a, a exotic location, you always have to be careful when it comes to LA with something like that. But if, if, Brady was looking at real estate or he's looking at school systems. That to me is he's investigating something beyond just getting, you know, moving there after retirement or whatever. I don't I don't see the Brady's necessarily moving to Nashville uh, for his postseason career. I actually don't see him going to Nashville at all, even though Mike Rabel obviously is the Patriot connection and uh, I don't know. There's a lot there where you could. Uh, I, I could see that from a football standpoint. I think from everything else, it's hard for me to imagine Brady going there. But it's really hard for me to imagine 
him going to the Raiders. Is is Yeah, I don't get that either. Yeah. Where so where it, I, it, he's linked to San Diego. I I mean LA yeah. Chargers. I see that. Yeah. Cuz I mean you you want to go somewhere turnkey. Yeah. And that's I can see that for for that situation. Makes, even makes even Tennessee both ways, even right? Tennessee. Yeah. Well, and it's and it's you know, not that I mean it's kind of difficult with with Tennessee. Do you like do you really want to go to Brady with what Tannehill showed you? I feel like you have your quarterback. Um Tom could do the same thing. I no no, I get that, but the age difference. Like I wouldn't you rather Listen, listen we're everyone's in the win now situation, man. Okay. It's All like right. the the no one's waiting for anyone anymore. That's that's what's changed. Okay, but when it comes to the Raiders, like I look at the Raiders, I go, why would Brady want to be part of that? That's why I don't see that. The that, Titans like, were the Titans were just in the AC Championship game. Right. I mean the uh, yeah. So I I see that when you're this close, you're like, okay, Tannehill didn't make the plays he needed to make. Right. He he wasn't the guy to begin with. He just ended up being the guy because they just went to him. So there right now there is no future quarterback. There. There is no future quarterback at the Chargers. <sighs> All right. So the one other thing I promised that we would talk about is the reaction. And I I meant to say this when we were talking about it at the beginning of the podcast. Do you think that uh, the Kobe Bryant, the loss of Kobe Bryant, obviously it affected the basketball universe do you think it affected the guys that were pre- preparing for the Super Bowl? Do you think that the players were emotionally uh, distracted or had to overcome something as a result of that? Wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. It was very difficult. Um, the biggest thing, a lot of people said it. I know Randall Cobb said it. I saw Zach Ertz say it when I was watching the commercials today or the, you know, the the thing about Kobe, but like even myself, I never felt this way about somebody I never met. Hmm. Never met Kobe. Um, and when I saw that it was legit, hit me like a ton of bricks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and so I can only imagine what it did for everyone else because you know, for the guys who are, you know, eight plus years in the NFL, Kobe is their Jordan, basically. The immortal basketball player. Um, and I say I say those years because the younger generation is LeBron for them. Right. And, um, yeah, it, it, it was just crazy. And, and I can't imagine, especially, you know, guys like Richard Sherman, who's super close with Kobe, and Kobe had played in his softball events, the – you know, Sherm is from LA, and they they both have the body armor uh, sponsorship together. So I know somebody like him uh, affected, but it did it, it affected everyone. The number of people that had their own personal Kobe stories in the aftermath really surprised me. I mean, I I had some. I covered the league. I was as closely associated with him as 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 any reporter was by virtue of of his right. granting me that but the number of people who uh had stories it w- just struck me personal anecdotes about time spent with him in unique situations 
uh, really surprised me how many people. And I think I, I think also the fatherhood, seeing him in fatherhood, being very open and out front with coaching high. I mean, think about it. He's coaching. He's coaching high school girls, and and I even told I was heard a story about how he was planning to put kind of the girls' version of Sierra Canyon, where Dwayne Wade's son is playing and LeBron's son is playing. He was going to get Shaq's daughter, and he was putting together the girls' version of that, and he was going to coach that team. But that was that was part of his part of his plan. But he was very he was very open about that and I think there's a lot of people that weren't even basketball fans necessarily who who really identified with that that view of Kobe go ahead sorry no 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 that's I think and I I watched Djokovic you know win uh his 17th um Grand Slam I believe it was title I forget what it was but he he won um gosh he he won his match and yeah beat Federer no, he match? did. Be, he, no, that's not the one he won. Okay. He, um, the one over in Australia, and, you know, the Australia Open, right. and he um, just talked about in his post game interview that uh, his post match interview is that his one of his he lost one of his biggest mentors, and that was Kobe. Yeah, I, that's again, yeah, the number of guys that he talked to in various sports uh, was uh, I, we didn't know. And yeah, Djokovic is top top three all time men yes. in tennis. But and but that was that. never advertised. I ever. mean, the thing, the people that Kobe was talking to and working with, and and helping, was again, and that's what I I loved about that. I loved about his his philanthropy, the number of kids that he was going to see, and the things that he was going to do, and whether it was Make a Wish, and he did not want any publicity. When it came to those things, that that told that that speaks volumes, and because that's what it is. Yeah, when you when you want to reach and and you legit want to reach and touch somebody and move and move that person, that's not that's not how how it is. Yeah. Um. The the type the way I led and I wasn't I was never the big rah rah leadership type guy playing, but guys felt comfortable to come to me in private. And express whatever they needed help with, whether it was personally, whether it was football-wise, whether it was anything else. Right. You know, so that's why it's. it's I I have such a I have such a wide network of of people because I we spoke in private about something uh, in that particular. I think I think one of the the funniest stories was uh, Lou Williams told the story of where. They they came out to one game and he was furious with them. They lost the game, and he was like, "From now on, like when I when I we come to the court, I always touch the balls. I always touch the ball when we when we come down the court." And then I guess they lost the game, and he came to the half. He came to the locker room. He was like, he called all of us soft. He said we're effing soft, and he took he took the shoes that he gave us. He took them all back. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Oh my. Yeah, so what did you make of the Lakers performance in the first game that they played Friday night losing to the Blazers 127. Right. 119. And really were I I, I can't remember if it was wire to wire, but it wasn't it wasn't close. The Blazers right. got It was up. a dame show. 
Yes, Damian Lillard dominated. And I guess what troubles me, and maybe I'm not being fair, but what troubles me is the idea that the loss, blaming the blaming Kobe, losing Kobe, the loss on Kobe. Because I felt as if, one, the Blazers, I mean, every player in the league felt Everyone the loss was affected. of Kobe, right? And, right? and I would have thought, you go out for that game and you go, no hell, no way in hell are we losing this game. And and I'm going to put out a Kobe-like effort to honor him. And I didn't see that from the Lakers. I didn't. It wasn't... I mean, the Blazers obviously are playing well. The addition of Trevor Ariza has done wonders for them. It gives them a legitimate guy who can defend threes, and he's a vet. He knows how to play. But I just, it was a disappointing performance. And I I, I, I just can't, you know, a blame, give the excuse that it was because of the week and Kobe and all that because everybody else went through that. Yeah, well, I know Kyrie took the day off too, like when it happened. Right. Um, right. And then came out with fifty-four, and then was invisible against the Wizards. Like, yeah. This this is the problem that I have, honestly, is with the guys who say, you know, I'm going to honor Kobe or I'm like Kobe or. Any oh, of I had I had the Mamba mentality, and, like, and I have them exactly. Yeah. And and my thought is, the thing about Kobe was, he gave it to you every night. It didn't matter what he was dealing with, and you don't. And yeah, I mean, Colorado. <laughs> right, and how hello. he played through right. that, and any number of things that he played through uh, emotionally, and didn't didn't allow them to affect his his game, but also he gave it to you every night. Right, like there weren't nights off. There wasn't. I'm going to give you a great performance, and then I'm I'm not going to be visible the next night. That was the essence of Kobe and Jordan, and so I just it troubles me when these guys. Try to claim this association when I'm like... they don't get it. It's different. There's one thing in terms of being a talented basketball player where, yes, I can give you 50. Yeah. But it's different when you have... When when it's it's that mindset. You know, I I put that in a category of, yes, you have Kobe. Tiger, you know, one of the greatest comebacks of all time for a profession after what he, Mm -hmm. you know, put himself through. Um, I, I remember... You know, Monday Night Football, a day after, Brett Favre lost his father. Hmm. Brett Favre threw for 400 yards and four TDs. Yeah. yeah. And blew out the Raiders. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the day after, on national TV, you know, it's, 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 it is, like I said, I, I totally understand it in terms of people grieving, but like everyone's going to go through stuff. And you have to continue. And and I and unfor- I learned the hard way because when I lost my mother when I was young, six years old, literally the next day, everyone just went about their business. My dad went to work. Hmm. I signed up for football. I went to football practice. There was never any grieving hmm. for that. So unfortunately, I learned, okay, yes, you're going to go through stuff, but like you still have to continue. Wow. I never, I never, I never used my mother's, uh, you know, passing as an excuse for anything. I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to live for her. I'm going to keep achieving things. I know she's going to be proud. And yes, it's always, it's always going to be tough. Always. But I, I continue to, to go. 
Did you ever grieve at a later date? Did you I ever? Grieve. Yeah, I grieve when I got older. Yeah. Because I know I noticed certain characteristics in me where I became very, very cold. And right, I'm able to whatever is going on. Right. I can like I can move on and keep going. That's a good and bad thing. And I was trying to think like where did that come from? It came from that. So I eventually finally did and finally talked to my dad and you know had a moment to grieve as I got older. How old were you? When she passed? No, when when you had she, that was, it was resolution. 30. It was recent. It was like 30. I'm 35 really? now. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Wow, you carried that a long time. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. All right. So yep. before we before we go, I just wonder what now you never went to a Super Bowl and lost. I have not. You went to the Super Bowl and won. But you did lose. I, I just I I wonder from with this huge game, like what's the feeling after you've won it and everything dies down? Like what's the feeling of that? And what's the feeling on the other side where there's all this build up You've you've reached the top of the mountain, and yet everybody is going to remember what the Chiefs did and what the 49ers didn't do. Like, f- finishing second, you know, it's a little bit like the Bills losing four Super Bowls. Like, that's an amazing accomplishment, going to four Super Bowls. But people do not celebrate them as great. They celebrate them, or they remember them as missed opportunities. And I just, I, I just wonder... How massive is the difference between the feeling you have of getting it done and not? Yeah, the, I mean, the feeling of of getting it done is like it's like a movie, you know. It's it's literally it sounds it's the cliche of all the blood, sweat, and tears, the broken bones, and you know the torn muscles and what all that stuff, you know. This the truth because. Once you have finally achieved that and you won the Super Bowl, all that stuff was worth it. Yeah. All the prescriptions, all the anesthesia, all the surgeries, all the treatment, you know, getting up all early and getting yelled at and getting beat up and all that stuff is it is I would do it all over again. Hmm. Is it worth it? Damn right. Hmm. Of course it, you know, it is. It's it's something that you can forever ever talk about you know i go somewhere and um yeah that's the title super bowl champ is the title can you imagine what it would have felt like if you had walked away from that game not winning would you never. have <laughs> never I, I i never i never imagined it because even going into that game i never imagined losing hmm. i never even saw us losing at all and I just felt as a whole, especially the way we were rolling that year in 2011, I felt like everything was for us. And I didn't even picture like, oh, what if? I never even, even when we won, I didn't even think about what they were thinking when they lost. Did you ever Did you ever have that feeling? Did you ever have that feeling like we're going to win, uh, things are rolling for us, and you didn't win? I felt like that, not, uh, I felt like that, yeah, 2007. When I was in the Packers and we we had the first round by, I think we were number one seed. Or we ended up becoming the number two seed. I think we lost to the Bears and they messed it up for us. But we still got the bye. 
and you know we got into the playoffs we we beat we beat everybody we need to beat and then we had the giants coming to our area in the freezing cold and we already smacked them that year and i was like oh dude there's like no question we're, we're gonna beat them like I, I bought a super bowl suit and everything like i was ready to go wow right i was ready to go i was like there is no doubt so and, what did you so what happened that you did not take into account that that they literally they legit came to win they did not care you know hmm. they did not they did not care we i mean we we had a chance you know to still win the game went to overtime but they they came to play period that's just what it was they came to play it's like there's a reason you're in a championship game the conference championship game you you went through something you you can't get there by accident yep. that's just that's just not how it works very you true. can't get there by accident very true um you do what you need to do all right uh it was super bowl 54 i believe we've gone roughly 54 minutes on this that? podcast yes look at you yes we'll end it now that's where it end. we <laughs> and and we are so uh want to uh remind all of you to please rate and review the show on itunes or wherever you get your podcasts and if you want us to do something for you screenshot that review and send it to buker friends and you will be eligible to win some prizes but the ratings and the reviews really do help us and we don't charge for this it's free content and that would be your way of repaying us. Whatever the review might be, we're happy to receive it. Uh, I will be doing a podcast with Ryan Hollins this week. I'm also going to do uh, another Buker Friendless podcast because there are some Kobe stories that I have that I did not get into that I do want to share uh, before all is said and done. So uh, with all that, Hope all of you enjoyed the Super Bowl and had a safe and happy weekend. We now roll on into the NBA season. But for Will and myself, as always, thanks for listening. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.